Good morning, and happy Wednesday. Welcome to Wear Spoilers. I am Adam. I woke up early this morning to watch the finale of Andor. Um, I was curious about uh, about how the show was going to end. Um, <sighs> I'm tired today. Um, well, that's what happens when you get up at 6.30 to... Then you go to the bathroom and then you're like, fuck, well now I'm up. Might as well just watch Andor. That was really what it was more, you know. But anyway, um, if you want to support the show, go to um, multipleworldproductions.com slash Black Friday. And you can pick up three copies of all of my past books on Kindle completely for free. Totally free. get the sense that um, the like you know that, that they're, they're spread thin like they're spread wide across the galaxy not spread thin they're spread out across the galaxy and they, they rule with an iron fist and I think we get that there I think that if there's any show or movie or anything that has come after Star Wars that really nailed not just the aesthetic but the 
the feel of the politics and the feel of, of, of just how it feels in A New Hope. I think it's Andor. Um, that just, this feels the most authentically like the first movie of anything that has come since, I think. Maybe Empire does has a little bit of that, too. But, the Emp- but in Empire, what the Empire is doing is very focused on, um, specifically, you know, this group of rebels. Like, you know, in this case, tracking down Han and Leia and, and, uh, and, and, and the Millennium Falcon. Um, and I think it's worth noting that, like, that difference, like, the fact that it becomes so personal after that first one, like, in the first one, Vader and, you know, and the Empire at large, and Tarkin and all that, their motivation is not, we gotta find these people specifically. Um, it is, we have to, we are, the Empire, we need to show we are still in control. Um, when it comes to the next, like, in, in Empire and in, um, what's it called, and in, and in uh, Return of the Jedi, it's just shrunk so much where it feels like it's directly related to them. And it feels kind of strange. Um, but, whatever. Um, for the finale, you know, as last week kind of set up, um, everyone is converging on Ferex for the funeral of um, Cassian's mother, who has passed on. And he is now there to, you know, he has gone back to, to Ferex, but Deidre has also come to Ferex and all of that. Now, my, my biggest complaint about the finale is that so many of the other plots just kind of die, I guess would be the right way, because it's not really, like, the whole thing with Mon Mothma and, and, the, uh, and the money is kind of hand-woven away, and I'm not exactly a huge fan of that. Like, like, it's smart the way she does it, where it's her and her husband, and she knows the driver is spying on them, so she's like, oh, you're gambling again. Go back, if you want to go gamble, go to Canto Bite, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, I mean, no one likes Canto Bite, I mean, but cool, they mentioned it. Um, like, it, it's always interesting when they mention something from the sequels in, in, the, in these things, but, you know, so she's like, and you're here on Coruscant gambling. And the driver takes that to ISB and is like, oh, okay, that's where the money's going. Her husband's gambling and he's got a gambling problem. That's where the money's going. And ISB is like, all right, fair enough. Good day. Um, and I feel like that's a little too hand-wavy to resolve the whole money situation that Mon Mothma's dealing with. It doesn't feel like a, a good way to resolve the plot. And that's her entire role in the episode. And then there is the you know, the other thing that happens with, um, what's her name, with, um, fuck, uh, who was the other subplot that, that was, like, this conveniently wrapped up, oh, with, uh, whatever his name is, the, uh, the attack on the, on the, on the Imperial base by the rebels, but they knew, um, what the Empire knew, and, and that whole thing, it's like, it's very quickly done, like, okay, they attacked, they're all dead, ta-da, like, I, I feel like 
considering we're dealing with a duology, for lack of a better word. Like, that's what we're dealing with here. There's going to be a duology, two seasons, that's it. And because that's what we are handling and what we have to, to do, I feel like they really should have kind of set up more of what season two is going to be um, in this in this episode. I think there's a chance we get into more... I mean, I love that Tumblr post, the, the Glup Shitto. Like, you know... I feel like we're going to get into Glup Shitto territory next year, um, in the next season. Where it's like, look, you know, here's all these characters you know. Like, don't be surprised if, you know, Ray shows up. Not Ray, um, Jyn Erso shows up. Uh, don't be surprised if, uh, if Thrawn shows up. Don't be surprised if, you know, just, just name them. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Why? Like, I don't know. I, I, and I was kind of like The Mandalorian in that way. Like, the season one of The Mandalorian didn't have any characters or anything that really tied it to the rest of the universe. I mean, they go to Tatooine in the one episode, but basically everything else is, is kind of original to that show until you get to the finale and you're talking about, and, and you see, uh, what's his name, um, Moff Gideon with the, with the Darksaber. Until that point, it's all kind of just the same. It, it's all kind of just based on original trilogy. Like, it's all based, not original trilogy, it's all kind of new stuff. Um, and then season two, we get into, here's Cobb Vanth, here is, uh, Bo-Katan, here is, um, you know, and, and it's, it's just like, here's Boba Fett here, like, okay, we get it, uh, like, I, I don't need to see all of this, it's like the, the show that launched a thousand spinoffs, like, I, I don't need all of that, and I think that we, we run that risk in season two of this, um, based on where this one ends off, and based on how well received this one is being, um, I think, I love the whole speech that his mother gives from beyond the grave to kind of incite the rebellion. It is such a great speech, and, and that actress, whose name I should have looked up before I did this, does such a great job of delivering it with gravitas and, and, and all of that. Um, it is so worth, um, it is so, so excellently laid out and done. Um, I, I, I guess, they, they should, like, I, I just wish that the subplots were either directed that we're going to continue this in the future or we're, you know, we're wrapping this up here. Um, like, or, or something to look forward. Like, because that's the thing is, like, they definitely think that they destroyed the Rebellion ISB. Like, they definitely think, okay, alright, we've done it, it's done. And, and I think that Saw made the right decision. I think that's a big thing that's going to go into next year. Is Saw made the right decision, and now we got to see, you know, how he how he does with that. I mean, I think Saw was really the only character. I mean, Saw and Yularen were the only two who were in anything else who were in this. I mean, and, and Cassian obviously, um, and that one guy who was in the background of one scene in uh, Rogue One who was in jail with him. But it's it's like the whole thing with like the prison and what they're doing with the pr- and what happened with the prison. Where it's like, oh, we're they're building stuff, and they're never letting people out, like, that never comes, like, what are they going to do about that, that never comes to pass, and then I think the bigger story is, how does this develop into 
um, what's it called, uh, beyond this point, um, where do we start developing into what we know about the rebellion? Where do, where do we get into the idea of fulcrum and all of that, like from rebels and and I mean, next season, do we see Hera Sandula? Do we see Ahsoka? I mean, there are so many things in play uh, for next season that I, I think we have to. I think that like if we're only doing two seasons, I think next season we're going to get to Mandalorian season two territory. I think that that's definitely where this is going. Um, where it's like, especially considering like the, there's a post-credit tag, which I think is simultaneously a great tag and a not great tag at the same time, because all it is is the reveal of where the you know what the parts they're using, what they were making in the uh, in the prison were being used for, and it's like, but it has to be the Death Star. Like we know it's the Death Star, and I think it works. And it's like. The season ends and Andor goes off with Luthen, and Luthen's like, and he's like, look, just, if you're gonna kill me, just kill me, um, or take me, you know, somewhere else. And uh, we know he doesn't get killed. Um, and then for it to end on the shot of the Death Star without the the lens put in yet, but the lens still under construction, I think it's really powerful imagery, especially considering that um, we know Andor's fate. We know that he is going to die on Scarif when the Death Star when he when the Death Star you know blows up the planet. Um, I, I just feel like it would have been better, you know. Like I, I, I just feel like the thing is too. It's like it's not really a reveal. That's the big problem I have with that ending. Is that it's nothing new. We, we most people had figured out that that was going to the Death Star. And showing that it's going to that star doesn't add anything where it's like, oh, he was building what was going to inevitably kill him, yes, but I don't think that's necessarily a huge, I don't know if jump in logic is the right word, but it's, I, I think most people who watched the episode were like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on here. Um, so it, it feels like a wasted opportunity. I, 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 just, I feel like the show would have been better served if there was a a tag or something that kind of set up the next, you know, the next season a little bit. Because this kind of work is kind of a self-contained thing, where it's like, he gets brought back by Luthen, they go to the Rebellion, he works for the Rebellion. Alright, moving on. Like, you don't need a season two. And I feel like that, like, I've had this criticism before things, not with Star Wars, though. Um, I had this criticism with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Where it's like the problem with Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the show is fantastic. I mean, it's it's. It, I mean, the, the flag smashes aren't great. I didn't, you know, I, I love aspects of the show, um, but at the end of the day, the you know, like we we end End Game with Sam being given the shield, and we start um, New World Order, which is going to be his next appearance with him as Captain America. Um, considering the show starts with him giving up the shield and then getting the shield back and his new suit, it's like, do we really necessarily need this entire show designed to, um, to, to show him go through this? And it's like, well, the show is entirely skippable then. And I feel like that's kind of the issue here, where it's like, we like, it's a great show, and it does a lot to, to really prove itself and, and give itself a good... You know who else would show up? Alden Ehrenreich could show up. That would be really fucking dumb, 
but so with him being tied to Emphy's nest. Anyway, um, he, uh, making the show that disposable is not really helpful to get people to watch, where it's like, I think that's probably, that's kind of a problem with an interquel, where an interquel is going to fill that role, where it's like, look, we, we know where the story starts, and we know where it ends, and we know this wasn't important enough to mention in the second part, so moving on from there, what are we going to do? Um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see how, it, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of lines up with, um, going into season two. Um, I just love that, you know, he went back to rescue Bix, and you know, like, like, I think him rescuing Bix is great, and I also think that Cyril rescuing Deidre is also a great moment. Like, the, like, during the rebellion, now the rebellion has been, like, this is the Lexington and Concord of the Galactic Civil War, is, is the Battle of Ferrix. And I think that, you know, him, like, everyone kind of converging on Ferrix and this giant revolt happening in the Empire, having this fight and all of that, it's all really cool stuff. And then when you get to, um, Deidre's almost killed by the rebels, um, but... Cyril saves her and pulls her into another place and there's this moment where she's just terrified like the fear of God has been put into her because she's almost killed by the rebels and it's just such a great moment for her to you know to like because the thing is we see her the whole time we never see her show really any emotion over the course of 12 episodes until then and the only emotion that we see her her experience is just pure, unadulterated fear in the face of what should have been certain death with Cyril saved her. And I think that at the end of the day, giving Cyril that role does kind of give him a point to be in the show. Because Deidre going forward is still going to want Cassian. Like, that's the thing, is that she just don't want Cassian. Um... And I'm interested to see where that goes. Like, that's something I'm interested to see where it goes in season two. But, like, I, I don't know how we really get into Mon Mothma's story. Do, do we have to do the we have to do the fall of Mon Mothma, I would think? Like, what makes her leave and then go to, you know, what, what makes her give up her family and all of that? And I think what's going to happen is we're going to see her husband move to a more overtly antagonistic role. Because we, we know he's an Imperial sympathizer. But I think that moving him into a more... Um, antagonistic role overtly where he's like, look, I am you know, she's accusing me of this and then ISB's gonna come and be like well, why, you know, why are you gambling, you know, on Chorus Hunt, where are they gambling? And that's gonna turn him and be like well, why the fuck did she lie about that? Like, and he's going to you know, he's going to uncover where the money's going and that's gonna unravel her whole thing, I feel like this lie was convenient to end this plot, but it's going to be the, the string that gets pulled that's going to unravel her entire thing. Um, but Andor was great. I, I loved Andor. I did not think I was going to like it, but it was fantastic. Um, I just wish the finale was just a little stronger. Um, but if the only issue with the show is that its finale is not as good as its best episode, which in this case, you know, is a pretty high mark to hit, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good show right there. And that, that you know, that's not, not something to complain about. Um, 
But, uh, but yeah, we will wrap up there for today. So tomorrow we will be doing the Santa Claus episode three, Santa Claus's episode three, um, because I hate myself. Um, it's only a half hour though. That's, I think the saving grace of that show is that it's only a half hour. And then, um, the Fablemans will either be today or Friday. And I think Friday is the next Marvel Studios thing. Um, and it's the, the epilogue for Phase 4. Um, being the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today. And, uh, until our next episode, whenever that may be, have a great rest of your week.